It's the perfect food because, <laughs> in my opinion, you can eat it at any temperature. Hot, cold, warm, lukewarm, doesn't matter. Pizza is delicious. Yeah, I probably disagree with you on any time, but pizza is always a favorite and a go-to. I grew up in St. Louis, and they have the best pizza there called Emo's Pizza. If you've never had Emo's Pizza, by far my favorite pizza, hands down, out there. That was a really popular Christmas gift several years ago. Tickle me, Emo. Uh <laughs> yeah, right? No, it's not that one. It's not a Sesame Street character, but it is spelled very similar. Yahoo! And welcome to the year anniversary episode of the Big Ass Runner Trail Running Podcast. I'm Kelly Fain, and I'm a big ass runner from Asheville, North Carolina. It's been a long year, y'all, but we got through it with nuggets of wisdom, tales from the trails, and big papas and burritos for all. I'm thrilled and honored to introduce our hosts, Jeff and Stephen. Cheers. Well, thank you, Kelly. It is our birthday, Stephen. Yes, happy birthday. Woo, we are two. No, we are one. How old are we? <laughs> Data scientists, we need your help. So can you believe that, Jeff? This is one whole year. I mean, I seriously have this memory of you and I on our home course in Frisco, Texas, by your old house and my house. And we were like, hey, we were talking about this idea and like, hey, we should do a podcast. And we kind of, yeah. And then the pandemic hit and we're like, we should do it. And then now's the time. Now's the time. And all of a sudden I look up and we're at Tim and Marcy's house around their kitchen table. And you have all this gear. You're like, we're doing it. We're doing it. It's happening. It's, it's going to happen. happen. Yeah. You made it happen. And yeah, look at that. One year. Is that amazing or what? One year birthday. Couldn't think of a better person to do the year one birthday episode than Kelly Fang. We love Kelly. Yeah, she's great and love the accent and just she's an OG listener and just like so many of you guys have been listening that have stuck with us, put up with us, joined us, <laughs> whatever part of that journey you have, we just want to say thank you. It's, you know, Jeff, for us, I think it's not just necessarily our birthday, but it's our birthday. It's the bigger hour, yes. The yes. whole the whole herd. The whole enchilada, the big burrito. It's everybody's birthday for really developing and building this community around this podcast. And all this talk of burritos, I've got I'm hungry, Stephen. <laughs> I, I am actually really We need hungry. a birthday burrito. We do. Yeah, we definitely need a birthday burrito. Well, welcome to the big ass runner. I'm Jeff Harrell. And I'm Stephen Print. Stephen, again, this is episode technically 54. It's the first episode of year two of The Big Ass Runner. We're very excited. Yeah, this is really fun to cross a milestone. I think there's some stats out there, Jeff, and, and you probably know them better than I do, that most podcasts don't make it a year for sure, much less past a handful of episodes. Yeah, I think it's pretty big. Like 80% of podcasts don't make it a year, so we should feel pretty good about that. We're overachievers. Oh my goodness, our we so ever. you're saying there's a chance. We're persistent. We, Remember the three Ps? Yeah, we are. We're persistent and persnickety. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Me either. It's like a snickerdoodle? Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, we have a great show planned for our show number one of year two. Stephen, we're going to talk about year one reflections. We're going to get a little reflective. Oh my gosh. I and need talk, to Kleenexes. And talk about <laughs> some of the things we've observed, some of the things we've learned, some of the things that we really appreciate after one year of doing this podcast. And then in segment two, I'm very excited about this. 
we're actually going to hear. I thought this was perfect. We're uh-huh. going to hear from some of our listeners. Oh, cool. They're going to talk about either their best or worst birthday or birthday gifts. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's Four different listeners we're going to hear from. Four different parties. I love it. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> but before we get to that, I thought we could talk about our best or worst birthdays or birthday parties. What do you think? That's a great idea. Yeah, I definitely, now that you're saying that, I kind of Rolodexing through a whole bunch of them. So now I have to say you actually have had some really cool birthdays. So I think you should definitely go first. Well, as I thought about this question, there's different gifts that popped in my head, but I think the biggest gift is actually a gift of a party. Uh-huh. My wife, who is amazing, Allison, she in my 30th birthday, for my 40th birthday, and for my 50th birthday, threw me a big party. The 30 and 50 were actually surprise parties. Oh, wow. And the 40 was not a surprise, but a banger. (laughs) It was a banger. My fondest memories are these parties because all your friends are there. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're celebrating a milestone. Ultra runners love celebrating milestones. A chance to eat. It's a chance like to eat and drink. Aid station, right? Exactly. We had aid stations set all over the place, <laughs> Stephen. And I thought it was interesting. I thought back because you know when you reflect on those, you know, who was at my thirtieth birthday? Mm-hmm. Who was at my fortieth birthday? Uh-huh. And who was at my fiftieth birthday? You you notice kind of the changes in your friend groups. Mm-hmm. There's one person besides my family, Stephen, that was at all three of those. Wow. My buddy, Jimmy McCauley. I'm going to give Jimmy a shout out. I've known Jimmy since kindergarten. That's crazy. He was at all three of those. Uh You were not at even my 40th. No, I was not. But you were at my 50th. I was. It's just interesting to think about and see, you know, kind of how your friends change over time. And and sometimes, you know, you've got those long, long long-term friends. Right. But I would say at my 50th, the people that I'm closest to, and I, I see all most of them being at my 60th <laughs> right. party as well. But what about you, Stephen? I know you're at a bit of a disadvantage on birthdays. Yeah. So I usually don't share this a lot because, you know, it's like Crimea River, small little violin. But my birthday is actually the day after Christmas. So there's a couple of things that are implicitly wrong with this. Um, one is that... You're following the birthday of the big guy, right? I'm like the after party. It's I'm a like, tough one. It's like when you go to a football game and then everybody leaves and there's the guy cleaning up the stadium. That's the day <laughs> after Christmas. It really is. You got to think about it. So one, you got to follow up the big guy in the whole Christmas act. And then afterwards, it's the 26th. So when I think of birthdays, I'm truly not bitter. I've had a few 40 plus years to kind of work through this, but it was really hard as a kid because you can't really invite friends over on your birthday, on your birthday, because nobody's in town. No one's in town or they're playing with all their Christmas gifts. Right, exactly. So I remember growing up, like at least opening some presents and usually they were connected presents to Christmas. They're like, here's a Chris, Chris day birthday or birth birthmas gift and i would want to play with it but no that's the day that all the sales are so you got to go back and return all your stuff that you didn't want get the new ones so i remember just wanting to go that and then the other thing again i know it sounds like i'm bitter maybe i am but we used to always do Baskin Robbins ice cream cakes my birthday. And I was like, this is so cool. I mean, it's an ice cream, it's a cake, and you get to have it all together for your birthday. And then it kind of dawned on me when I was like 30 that I kind of like 
hey, you know, mom and dad, like, why why did we always have Baskin Robbins ice cream cakes my birthday? Because it's in December. I used to live in some cold places. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Come to find out, Baskin Robbins is the only place that's actually open on the 26th. So there was that oh crap moment. And they're like, little Stevie has a birthday <laughs> and we got to go down and find the clown cake that's already made. It's been in there for a couple of weeks. Scribble happy birthday on there and then surprise. So I literally still to this day have Baskin Robbins ice cream cakes for my birthday. And they are delicious. They are. Del- I mean, can't complain. I mean, good pralines and cream, Baskin Robbins ice oh, cream cake. My goodness. That's where it's at. I do have a question, Stephen, because my wife's birthday is the day after yours. Hers is the 27th. Uh-huh. My daughter birthday is on the 30th of December. Uh-huh. My sister's is also on the 30th of December and my dad's on the 31st. When we get together for Christmas, everyone brings them a separate birthday gift. Right. What I feel like is my birthday is in February. Right. And no one cares about February. Right. It's like Groundhog Day and Jeff. I mean, Jeff's way right. more important. So it, it is the There's main There's a Valentine's focus. Day in there somewhere, but... That's not the main show. Let's here's just be what, real. Here's what I think. I think the December birthdays, they're guaranteed a gift because everyone wants to make sure they're not forgotten. And those of us in February are forgotten. Really? That's my thought. Well, that's interesting because it's funny because December is a big month. My daughter has a birthday in December. My anniversary is in December. So there's a lot going on. In my family, it's more of the combo. You get the buffet. You're at Shoney's Big Boy Piccadilly. (laughs) It's just all there. And then you just kind of decide if it's for my birthday or for Christmas or anniversary. We, We still even get that. So it's like... Hey, it's just one all present. All mixed together. Yeah. One a smorgasbord. One present to rule them all. So, yeah. Well, we'd love to hear from you what your favorite birthdays or maybe worst birthday gifts are. <laughs> We're actually going to hear, like I said earlier, Stephen, from some of our listeners. So with that, let's get going on the birthday episode. This is episode number 54 of The Big Ass Runner. Stephen, for segment one, we thought we'd get a little reflective. Oh, wow. Because this is our birthday. It is. It's a time to reflect. Yeah, it's a milestone, right? We've done 53 of these episodes before, and we have been able to really meet so many different people Mm -hmm. through Instagram, at races, through email, all kinds of ways, on the phone and interviews. And it's just been a special year. And so I thought we would take a moment and talk about some of the observations, some of the reflections we have about the first year of The Big S Runner. Yeah, I think birthdays are a great time to do that. And I think no better way to celebrate our collective birthday than to definitely reflect on that. So Jeff, people don't know, maybe they're new to the show. This was something like we said in the beginning, like where we just kind of thought about it'd be fun, just natural conversation with you and I on the trail. And then we decided, you know, what's the worst thing could happen? We do a couple and you know, that's and all. no one listens and, and no we one, stop. And no one listens and we stop or we we enjoy it and stuff. And it's just been really neat to see how it's grown. I mean, you and I didn't set out with some big 
made your content calendar and we're going to achieve this by this date. We'd like, let's just have fun and do it and talk about things that we naturally like. So if you're new, that's a little bit of just how things got started. So it's been neat to see over the course of this time, these little episodes that are growing, just little things, people, segments, and that kind of stuff a little bit. We shared about that on last episode on episode number 53. But for you, Jeff, what's some of the observations that you've seen looking back and saying, okay, you've, now you've done a handful of these. What are some things that, you, that you've observed? I think a couple of things come to mind immediately. One is we, when we started this podcast, it was for the everyday runner. And from day one, the everyday runner was represented in the podcast. In fact, the first voice you heard on this podcast was actually, we just had this idea, hey, we don't want it. We could hire some fancy voiceover to do an intro for us or something. We wanted the everyday runner. We wanted the, and the herd wasn't even a term back then. Right. We wanted our listeners to do the intro. And I think that set a bit of the pace for the show in that. I think the one thing that we got right, and maybe it was by accident, this is not our show. This is for the everyday runner and the term, the herd, the big ass runner herd evolved over time. And so for me, I think that's one of my observations is I love the fact that this is not our show. This is our listener's show. Yeah. I mean, that was one thing that I think you really get the credit for that. You know, we said, we don't know what we're doing. We don't have a plan. We're paying for this, you know, whatever. But you came to me, I definitely remember it. And you said, I've looked across the landscape. There's a lot of great trail running shows out there. There's a lot of good running shows out there. But what I feel is missing is that the everyday person. There's there's tons of great shows that talk about the most elite this and the very scientific that or who can do shoe reviews and all that stuff is great. We listen to some of those ourselves. Absolutely. But for the everyday runner, you can listen to something that you can relate to that's kind of by people like you. That's just really cool. And I think we've stuck to our guns on that. And I think you're, you make a really good point. I think that's really been the one thing that we did set out to do. And I feel like we've done a good job of keeping that as the focus. I hope so. And I think that's why people love segments like Why I Run, you know, my first trail race and some of the tales from the trail. It really it's it's letting the listeners be you know the the show. And we're again, we just when we think about the content, the segments. We think, would an everyday runner appreciate this? Is this information that would be valuable for them? Would they laugh at this? Right, right. We love to have fun, poke fun at ourselves, and you know, with Timmy time and Marcy and things. And so I think that's one thing over the year I'm pretty proud of. You know, one thing, Stephen, too, as I was thinking about this, that I really, I knew inherently, but I've really seen in practice is that trail runners care. Yeah. They care. I knew they cared about the trails and and each other because I see it in races. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, every time I ask one of our listeners to do something, do an intro or or a, a record a segment, they're like, absolutely, I'd love to. Like, <laughs> They want to help. They care. They also care about people. Mm-hmm. They care about issues. They care you know, about the environment. They care about giving back. We heard Joe Kern do the intro from the last episode. He's running across the entire state of Indiana for a food pantry. They're just great people. Trail runners care. Right. You can't run that long and that hard and not have some kind of discipline or sense of care about something. We've got social justice issues. A lot of people are just caring about certain things. And I think if you look at the idea of community, 
it's a collectiveness and there has to be an element of care and concern in order to form a community. If not, then you'd just be by yourself. Yeah. So I think you're right. Like that's naturally baked in and native a part of trail running and what people look to. You know, even last year, Jeff, when we were doing this, the thing that people miss most, I've even saw articles on this. It, it was the races, obviously, like we physically like to get out and race and run, but it was more the community aspect of the race that people were saying. That's the thing that they actually missed the most. I totally agree with that. And that community thing leads me to my second or third. I don't know. I can't even keep track. Of it. I need a data scientist to keep me on track. On right, right by your side. Yeah, to pace you through this. What number this is. One of the biggest joys, we both see this, especially on Instagram, is our listeners that have connected with each other. Like I'll see someone post something and I'll see like Denver will post something and I'll see Kelly Fane, you know, comment on it. And just all the people that we've gotten to know over the year, yeah, they've gotten to know each other. And that's such a joy. Yeah. There's so many people. That's just a couple, but all over Instagram and Strava, people are talking and connecting, commenting. And the funny thing is, this is again, like a no duh kind of thing, Jeff, but None of these people have ever met. I know. I mean, you had the privilege a couple of weeks ago. You were on vacation to meet Sadie and, and, Sarah. Uh, and Sarah and stuff. But I mean, we physically have never seen uh, most of these people eye to eye. Neither have they seen each other. But yet there is that connectedness. And it is really cool to see. Were you looking at my notes, Stephen? Because my next note says, it is amazing how you can feel like you really know someone without ever having met them in person. I really wasn't looking at that, but it's true. It's so true. Yeah. Like, I feel like I know Kelly Fain. I've never met her. Right. But I just, because we've talked on the phone a couple of times and she's done intros and things, it's just, I feel like just a buddy. And then when, when we go to North Carolina, we're going to run with, with Kelly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It, it is pretty amazing. And I think that's one positive that the pandemic taught us and showed us that it is possible to do that over distance in. And I think that is one thing I think that we've kind of learned from that. I'll also say Andy, you know, I feel like I know Andy never met him. He's done you know a couple of things on the show, but I just feel like I could knock on his door and be like, Long lost brothers. Right. Let's go to Waffle House there in, in Georgia <laughs> and slam on some pancakes and then go for a run afterwards. Any observations from you, Stephen, over the last year? Yeah, I think there's a couple things, and, and these aren't unique to trail running, Jeff, but things that we kind of stumbled into. People have stories. They're unique, they're real, they're authentic, and that's not just relegated towards the big-ass runner or trail running, but Taking time to pause and to understand somebody's story, I think is really positive. I think one of the favorite episodes we talked about, we we did a little segment from one of my favorite shows and yours, Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, they talked about just being curious and not judgmental. And we could definitely use a lot of more of that in the world. That doesn't mean you even have to agree with somebody, but start with curiosity before you start with judgment. And I think that comes a lot into like everybody has a story and be curious and understand what that story is. Even like when you're running, like, hey, where are you from? What are you about? You know, what do you do? I think sometimes we just kind of get to like surfacey kind of things, but it's good, nice to understand somebody's background. It's funny, Stephen, you say that because I think when people don't like someone, it's usually because they don't know that person. And once they get to know them and get to hear their story, understand why they think the way they do or, you know, kind of put themselves in their shoes, 
they maybe don't like them necessarily, but they gain an appreciation for them. And so I think, yeah, being curious and wanting to get to know someone is really important. Yeah. I think one other thing, Jeff, I think that's really good too, is that joy is in laughter is something that's really important to have in your life. And not every moment of your life can be a har har kind of thing, but you and I, we love to joke. We love to make fun of ourselves. We love to do that. Obviously having people like Tim and Marcy on the show, I mean, they're like you said in our last episode, they're just really, what you see is what you get and laughter and joy is a medicine. And again, it's not every moment can be that, but I think that's powerful, needed, and it's fun just to have funny friends, honestly. Yeah, we didn't go out going, hey, let's create these characters. Let's create you know, Marcy uh, and Tim and Scott. It was more like, those are our friends and we want to do this show with them. And they're really, really funny. But you never know once you hit record, right? If someone can podcast or not, we didn't know if we could. Yeah, and we, we still don't know if we could or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're only we're only in our terrible twos. So that's you know, true, right? So you never. We're know. gonna start getting an attitude. Yeah. I think. I, you know, I'm gonna throw down on some fish crackers and juice box if I don't get my way in the next episode. But yeah, I think it is really cool. Just you never know, but just the importance of having that joy and that medicine in your life. And Marcy's laugh by itself. We get so many comments about Marcy's laugh, how infectious and amazing it is. Just just little things like that. You're like, I I thought this would be really good and this would work. And, and to see that it has is really, really cool to see. Yeah. Well, Jeff, what's one other thing? I know there's so much we can kind of reflect on over the last year, but is there anything left that's kind of lasting in your mind that say, you know what, this is something that's really kind of been a an aha or an observation from year one, basically? This may be an obvious one, but and maybe coming out of COVID, this means more, but life is just better when you do it together. Mm-hmm. And we've enjoyed doing this podcast together, Stephen and I. We run together anyway, having Tim and Marcy. We'll have dinner before we podcast. So, you know, doing breaking bread together is, right. is fun. Getting to know the big S runner herd. Mm-hmm. It feels like a family, you know, this, the connections that we've made. I feel like, Stephen, we could go anywhere in the U.S., in, almost, almost in the world. <laughs> yeah. And we could find someone that listens to the show and run together. Totally, yeah. How fun is that? Right. Life is just better together. Maybe we should take a year off and just go travel to every state and every country where there's listeners. I think we should start in Latvia and then kind of work in concentric <laughs> circles out until we reach the rest of the things. But I think we need to find the Minister of Entertainment and Tourism and Recreation and do a run with him and then kind of go from there. We not only need to find him, we need to find out where Latvia is. So I did look it up. You and, did? And I did. They actually have a true community. Oh, of course they do. They listen. Yeah, they do. So, I mean, there is people or persons out there running in Latvia who listen to the podcast. Well, on this birthday edition of The Big Ass Runner, we didn't want to go any further without saying a big thank you to all the Big Ass Runners. Those are some of the things we've learned, Stephen, throughout the first year and on this one year birthday of The Big Ass Runner. But I think we're just grateful that people listen to this show and then they like to listen to it. They give feedback. They want to be a part of it. And we just love that. Well, Jeff, happy birthday. Year number one is in the books. Year number two is started. And then again, happy birthday to the entire big ass runner herd. We could literally spend the rest of the episode calling people out, thanking them. We hope that you guys sincerely feel this as a group celebration, a group party. So go find a cupcake 
get a cake, light a candle, do whatever you do on your birthday, do it in your birthday suit. No, whatever you do. Um, <laughs> they could do it in their birthday suit if they yeah, want. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Then just we want to say thank you. Happy birthday to you, Jeff, and happy birthday to our listeners. Well, one of the things we love to do is give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there just making it happen. Stephen, who do we have this week? Jeff, we have a trail runner that we actually met in Bandair. Oh, yes. Yes. Bandair is one of our favorite races. It's Ashley Braun 31 on Instagram. And she's a noon hydration ambassador, physical assistant student here in Texas. But we wanted to give her a shout out not just for all of her running acumen and abilities, but something special. Yes, she is from, I don't know if she's from, but she, at least she's lived in the Milwaukee area. And I saw a post of hers where she was missing Milwaukee because they just won, and this is coming up out a few weeks after they just won, but they just won the NBA championship. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions And so we wanted to give Ashley a special shout out. I know she misses Milwaukee because they're celebrating the big win. I don't know if you saw that, Stephen. They had 65,000 fans outside of the stadium watching on this big jumbotron. It was incredible. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm so glad that they were able to do that. And yeah, what a great team win. We do love sport. We do like celebrating things like that. And we thought it would be a great way to do a shout out. So congratulations, Ashley on your championship, but also on your running. Way to go, Ashley. Well, because it is our birthday and we talked a little bit about our favorite birthdays, this is not our podcast as we talked about earlier, Stephen. This is the Big Ass Runner heard podcast. And so I reached out to a few of our listeners to see if they had any stories for us about either their favorite birthday or birthday gift, or maybe their worst birthday or birthday gift. Yeah. Birthdays can definitely range that way. You can get some really nice gifts and then you can get some real gongs. Yeah, exactly. So that's awesome. Well, I think everybody's experienced that if you're a runner. I don't know about you, Jeff, but I used to get, when when I got married, I, I the extended family, they would like, Steven's a runner. You know, Steven, Steven likes the outdoors. And then these were gifts from people that weren't runners or, you know, weren't outdoorsy people. And so you're like, oh, bless, oh. bless your heart. Thank you for that porta potty that's inflatable that I just didn't know they even made, but probably found it on QVC. But it said outdoors and that. Well Steven, well, Steven would love that. Steven loves outdoors. He, he has to pee. Why not get an inflatable toilet? Did you educate them on the beacons of light? Well, no, but it's just kind of like, oh, bless your heart. Thank you so much. So I'm looking forward to hearing that because I know everybody's experienced things like that. Well, we have four coming up, Stephen. We're going to do one at a time. I'm really excited because, again, I love hearing from the big-ass runner herd out there. The first one uh-huh. is from our buddy, 
Denver. So take a listen at Denver. Is this going to be a good one or a bad one? We'll have to find out. Here's Denver's birthday. Yo, what is good, Winner fam? You got Denver Isom here, and I'm going to share with you guys one of my favorite and most memorable birthday gifts. This one, you guys kind of get a two-in-one because even though it was my favorite and most memorable birthday gift, it was actually the worst possible outcome for this gift. Let me go to explain. I'm a big football fan. I am a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've always been a fan of them since I was in uh, high school. First year of playing football in ninth grade, I was a defensive player. I was a middle linebacker, and I just always had the love for a strong defensive team, and the Steelers have always been known to be that defensive team. So that's why I've just kind of always been a fan of them since then. And so never been to an NFL game. It was the year 2012. My wife decided to surprise me with some tickets to the game to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers let's play the Cleveland Browns. I mean, it was in Cleveland. We live in Michigan. So it was just only about a maybe three and a half, four hour drive for us. So we get there. I mean, we're, we're loving the experience. You know, we see Steelers fans. You see the Cleveland Browns fans. You got them heckling us. I'm, you know, this is my first professional game. So I don't even care that they're, you know, heckling us. It's all, you know, respectful. So I, I don't mind. You know, it is what it is. It's part of the game. I'm just excited to be able to watch my favorite team play. So we get there. I already know that Ben Rosselberger was questionable about playing. But what I wasn't expecting was the fact that not only Ben Rosselberger was out, but you had your starting wide receivers out, which were Antonio Brown and Mike Wallace. You had, they didn't have any good running backs this year or that year. And then let me think who else was out. You had your defensive players were out, was Ike Taylor. I believe Troy was out. Troy Potomalu, for those that don't know. And... Anyways, and then they had their third string quarterback was in there, who was Charlie Batch, who already left a bad taste in my mouth from when he played in the Lions. So you had no starters playing. You had your third string quarterback in there. And on defense, the only probably starter that I believe I knew that was playing was Lamar Woodley. He's a hometown hero here in Saginaw, Michigan. I went to Saginaw High with him, and I actually went to the same church as his mom. So I was like, all right, let me root for the hometown guy. And he got injured maybe First or second, second quarter, he rolled his ankle, got injured, so he was out of there. So you got me, first NFL game ever, excited, and I can't even watch none of my favorite players play on this team. I had to deal with watching Charlie Bash play, and then to throw salt on the wound. <laughs> Not only did we lose, but we lost to the Browns, who at that time had the worst record in the NFL. So not only my very first NFL game, to see my favorite team, I did not get to see none of the starters play, and they lost to the team with the worst record. So it was an awesome gift. My wife, she did her thing. Everything else was out of <laughs> out of her control. I definitely appreciate that she, you know, gave me the experience of even being able to be in the same building as some of my favorite players. I mean, honestly, I was still a Star Trek. I was still happy that I was able to see him on the sideline from across the field, to be honest with you guys. But uh it was Definitely a, a good experience, but like I said, it was the worst possible outcome. Um, hopefully, we can go to a Steelers game again, and this time they win. But that is my story, guys, of my favorite gift, but worst outcome. Hope you guys have a good one, man. Well, thank you, Denver. Steven, you have a lot in common. You were also a middle linebacker, right? I was. I, I was in the middle, and I can draw a line, and I will back that statement, but I did not play football. Well, I could only imagine being so excited to see that, having the opportunity, it all being right there, and then just not having those players. What a bittersweet birthday present there. Quite the bummer. It actually reminded me, I've had a similar experience. Uh-huh. Denver's story is much better than mine, but I'm a big Dallas Maverick fan. 
And I got tickets twice to go see Luka Doncic uh-huh. play in the last couple of years. The first time was his rookie season. So I won these tickets at work. I had to do a big drawing and I won the tickets. We're all excited. I'm taking my son. We've never seen Luka play right. live. We get there and he's sitting out that game. Oh, I hate when they do that. And then the second year I get tickets, I win as well. I'm excited. We're going to go see the Mavericks play. We're going to see Luka for the first time live. Right. It was the first game canceled by COVID. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Denver totally can relate. It's a frustrating thing when you go to a big game and, and the players that you're there to see do not play. Yeah. Now I feel like we need to crowdsource some GoFundMe-ness or something like that for anybody who has Maverick tickets for Jeff or Steeler tickets for Denver. Uh, hook them up because they both have had horrible experiences. Well, fortunately, Jeff, we have not celebrated our birthday in that way. So Denver, we hope that you get the opportunity to go see the Steelers while Ben is still crusty and old. <laughs> and I won't mention the fact that we're here in Dallas and Cowboy fans. I won't mention that. Yeah, I'm not a Cowboy fan, but you're I, not, are you? No, but I do know that most people do not like the Steelers. So you're still welcome, Denver. You'd be welcome in Dallas, but we might have to have you put a different shirt on. Yeah, I, I will hearken back to little boy El Jefe when I was a big. <laughs> I'm not a really big Cowboy fan now anymore because of of Jerry Jones and some other things. I'm, I'm a bigger college football fan, but man, when I was a kid, I loved the Cowboys and Terry Bradshaw. Broke my heart on multiple occasions. So I think Denver's got a little bit of bragging rights. Totally does. Yeah. Well, our next one is from one of our listeners, one of our favorites, Stephen. If we had favorites. We, yeah. If we were to have favorites, this would definitely be one of them. She's one that keeps us in line, keeps us in check, and definitely will call us out in a very nice, loving way. I think knucklehead is a very kind thing to say to someone, right? I'm going to say it's a term of affirmation and care and really a sign of intelligence, good looks, all those kinds of things. That's endearment. When I think of endearment. When I think of knucklehead, that's kind of what I think about. <laughs> Me too. So here is Sheila Gibson's birthday story. I'm not big on actual gifts so much as going on adventures. So on my 50th birthday, I wanted only two things. I wanted to participate in the triple bypass cycling event in Colorado that was being held on my 50th birthday, and I wanted to eat pizza afterwards. I had a great day of cycling, and when I finished, I wanted nothing to do with the buffet that they were offering at the finish line because I was saving my whole belly for all of the pizza. My adventure buddy, we'll call her Jello, had also done the event and had opted for the longer version, whereas I had done the shorter route. So afterwards, she was exhausted and asked us to drive her to her car, which was in the next town over before we went to eat. You can't see me right now, but I'm rolling my eyes. We drove her over only to find that her car wasn't where she thought it was, so we drove her back to Avon and up to her vacation house where we got caught up in the introductions and the tour of her new house, etc. She then insisted that we all just order pizza and have it delivered there for dinner. Turns out, the local pizza place didn't deliver there. By this time, I am beyond hangry. It's getting late, and we drive back into town right as the pizza place is closing. So we went back to our bed and breakfast, my husband and I, and literally ate Cheerios for my 50th birthday dinner after climbing mountain passes on my bicycle all day. Fast forward one year to my 51st birthday, and Jello is once again in Colorado for the summer, but she made special arrangements to have my favorite pizza delivered to me 
exactly one year late. It was delicious and probably the silliest and most memorable birthday gift I have ever received. Well, Stephen, I'm very thankful at this moment not to be Jello. Yeah, yeah, Jello. Yeah, I'm glad you made good on it, but I don't think I'd be one that won delivering Cheerios to Sheila. I don't think that would be. Maybe if they're Honey Nut, but still probably not the right opportunity at that moment in time. I will agree, though, with Sheila. Pizza is delicious. It is. And you have a lot of philosophy around pizza about that. You, It's pretty much, I think you say it's always like the perfect snack, right? It's the perfect food because <laughs> in my opinion, you can eat it at any temperature, hot, cold, warm, lukewarm, doesn't matter. Pizza is delicious. Yeah. I probably disagree with you on any time, but pizza is always a favorite and a go-to. I grew up in St. Louis and they have the best pizza there called Emo's Pizza. If you've never had Emo's Pizza, by far my favorite pizza, hands down, out there. That was a really popular Christmas gift several years ago. Tickle me, Emo. Uh (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's not that one. It's not a Sesame Street character, but it is spelled very similar. It's an I instead of an E. Got it. Yeah. Okay. But, but you, you don't want to tickle this. Yeah. It's too hot. <laughs> and you don't want to make Sheila mad. So Jello, I think in the future, make sure you get the pizza ready to go. Sheila, thanks for sharing that story. Or just park closer. Yeah. Or park closer. <laughs> That's true too. Or, or know where your car is for goodness sake. Good golly. Yeah. One time, Stephen, we ran the, I don't think you ran this with us. We did the half the rock and roll half in Dallas. Uh We ran the marathon or the half marathon. We went to breadwinners, which is a breakfast place, super crowded. We're hungry. (laughs) Everyone orders. There's one person that does not get their food and it's El Jefe. Uh Oh, I ordered huevos. I ordered eggs (laughs) and it was like an hour late. I was hangry and I had to go and and talk to the folks in the kitchen. (laughs) I actually was not there, but I have heard the Timmy Time version of that story about Hangry El Jefe, and we might need to have him on to tell that story. I think I scared Timmy Time a little bit. (laughs) Jeff is a very docile, very nice Enneagram 7, happy, easy get along, a great friend. But when he does get hangry, he can turn into the Hulk. It's a real thing. It is. It's, it's a okay. real thing. Well, thank you, Sheila, for that. And next on the list, Stephen, we got two more. Wow. Isn't this exciting? It's, it's like a, the birthday gift that keeps on giving. It's like opening a gift every time. That's right. We're going to hear from our friend, Andy. Andy is down in Augusta, Georgia, where they play a little bit of a golf tournament every year that's pretty famous. And he's going to talk about his best birthday gift. Hey, all. This is Andy Allen, big-ass runner from Augusta, Georgia. Growing up as an only child, birthdays were always just a huge deal in my house. I certainly have had my fair share of amazing gifts given to me over the years, but I've also always enjoyed giving really great gifts as well. My favorite gift that I have ever given actually hasn't quite happened yet. My son will be turning five years old in just a couple of weeks. He is at that age now where he understands what a vacation is, what it means to kind of pull ourselves out of our day-to-day routine, get out of our home environment, go somewhere else to have some fun for a few days. And so for his fifth birthday, 
we are going to be going to a Great Wolf Lodge location that's not too terribly far away from us and just spending a, a few days there. He and I have spent inordinate amount of time looking at videos about Great Wolf Lodge on YouTube. And I'm not going to lie, I am super excited about this trip as well. And then there's also a Legoland location that isn't too terribly far from the Great Wolf Lodge where we'll be staying. So we're going to hit that also because at his age, Legos are life. So just really excited to be able to share that with him on his fifth birthday and hope that it will be a memory that he will have for the rest of his life. I don't know why I'm not surprised that Andy's gift was about giving a gift to a son. It makes total sense. Yeah, it's definitely on brand for him. And yeah, what a great experience. It's a great bonding time. And he had me at Lego, honestly. I was <laughs> I was like, I'll be down. I'll, I'll sleep in the bunk and eat some mac and cheese on the side. Like, is it Great Wolf Lodge? or Because we have them here too, Gray Wolf Lodge. Great? I think it's great. I think it's great. As in like, this is amazing. Like it's, fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Probably was a branding issue. They probably would have named it Fantastic Wolf Lodge. but Fantastic Clydesdale Lodge would be even better. Jeff, that could be our amusement park. <laughs> that could be it. When we get to be year three, we're going to put that down as a life goal. We're going to have the Clydesdale Lodge experience. Um, you've heard of like barn dominiums. Kind of yeah. Thing? Yeah. I th- <laughs> Stable on dominiums. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Well, happy birthday to Aiden. I'm obviously not surprised that Andy is really looking towards that as a, a great gift. And it is a great gift. And the bonus, Stephen, is right. Andy gets to participate. I know. Indoor water parks, Legos, eating all kinds of food. I love it. Great, great idea, Andy. We hope that you guys have a great time. Well, our last one, Stephen, is a really great one as well. I think everyone's going to really enjoy this one. And it is from our friend Terry Clark. She's out in Arizona. So here is Terry Clark's best birthday gift. The best birthday gift I ever received was the day after my 21st birthday. But let's rewind about nine months prior to that day. I was running cross country for my local community college. It was my second year running and I had big dreams of running for university. But as preseason was coming to an end and the season was starting, I found out I was pregnant. With the approval from my doctor, the sports director let me continue to run so I could keep my scholarship. As I got further along in my pregnancy, my time for my 5K race decreased and it was apparent that I would miss out on the opportunity to run for a university. But I did finish the season at four months pregnant, thanks to the support of my coaches, teammates, family, and friends. I had my son on March 25th, a day after my 21st birthday, and becoming his mom had suddenly been one of my biggest accomplishments. He is now eight and full of energy with a loving, kind heart. I know that soon he will also become one of my best running companions. So always believe that the most unexpected gifts can hold the most value. I am a firm believer that everything happens for a reason, even when the unexpected occurs. Happy first birthday, Big Ass Runner podcast. Continue to encourage everyday runners. Thank you. That is so special, Stephen. Terry, thanks for sharing that with us. And I think it's so cool because sometimes... The gift we want is not the gift that we need. And in this case, you know, the gift of her son was exactly what she needed. 
Yeah, what a cool story. And thank you for sharing that. But yeah, Jeff, you're spot on. I mean, sometimes the unexpected, just like Terry said, comes up and being able to have that and what a gift to have that. And I'm looking forward to hearing when she and her son are, are doing tour races together and that kind of stuff. So never, never too late to get them started. We can start running at five. Eight years old. He's probably, oh, eight, yeah. he's probably knocking out some good 5Ks. Yeah, probably. I think he would do well. Well, again, thanks, Terry, for sharing that really special moment in your life and special gift. And man, the gift of life, the gift of a, a child. Steve, we've been able to, to experience that. It's, it's just amazing. Well, Jeff, that's pretty amazing. We've had four really great experiences of good birthdays and maybe not so good birthdays. Jeff, this is episode number 54, one year. And again, I can't think of a better way to celebrate our birthday without having the big ass runner hurt a part of it. Yes, Stephen, the only thing we really wanted for our first birthday is to hear from the Big Ass Runner. So thank you to Denver, to Sheila, to Andy, and to Terry for sharing those awesome birthday moments with us. We really appreciate that, Stephen. And with that, that is the segment we're calling Listener Best and Worst Birthdays. What could fit more perfectly than to have a warm body on the day it came to be? Well, Stephen, believe it or not, that is the end of episode 54, the birthday episode of The Big Ass Runner. You know, being one years old again just never feels quite the same, does it? I'm trying. I'm like teething. I feel like I'm teething. I'm sticking my hand in my mouth. I don't know what's going on over here. Yeah, we've not. Yeah, uh, never mind. But we still eat not solid foods with gels and baby food. That's so. true. And that applesauce stuff is delicious. Yeah, awesome sauce from from spring spring energy. Spring energy. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Jeff. Sincerely, happy birthday! Happy birthday to the big ass runner herd out there. We are so excited that we made it a year. And again, this podcast wouldn't be what it is without the community out there. So thank you guys. So much we're enjoying it thank you for interacting with us and building that community we also want to give a special thanks to our sponsors path projects and vander jacket for even just attempting to go along with this journey with us we really appreciate that it certainly helps and again both products we believe in so with that jeff we're coming to a close with our birthday episode yeah and i think if you know since it is our birthday episode we need to buy a gift for ourselves right that's a great idea. I'm going to go to pathprojects.com and get that charcoal Pyrenees hoodie. That thing is legit. Yeah, and I think I'm going to grab another pair of shorts. The Graves. The Graves shorts oh, yeah. are amazing. The pocket in the back for your phone, unmatched. Yeah, game changer on that one. Definitely, I can put my iPhone back there and it fits in there. And it doesn't jiggle and wiggle. It just fits perfectly. So. It's amazing. So buy yourself a birthday gift. Even if it's not your birthday, go to pathprojects.com. You don't have to tell me twice. I will definitely do that. <laughs> well, I guess that's it, Jeff. That concludes our episode number 54, the birthday episode. We want to give a special thanks to Steve, the Sidewinder Saunders. We really appreciate you mixing it up with us, getting out there and making it happen for us in the trail run. So until then, get out there, enjoy those birthday trails, and keep running your birthday asses off.
Happy birthday, your highness. Yes, it is my birthday. For the everyday runner to put on a, a pair of shoes and a headphone and or phones, I guess you kind of put both in, unless, unless you have one lost. But put your headphones on. You know, we we love to you know make we love to have fun and 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 have. I don't know what I'm trying to say. So Denver, we hope that you get the opportunity to go steal. Uh, We're gonna hear from our friend Andy. Andy is down in Augustus. Augusta. Augusta. <laughs> Today is Navin's birthday. Oh, happy birthday! Happy birthday. And I cooked you up your favorite meal. Fish salad on white bread with mayonnaise, a tab, and a couple of Twinkies. Here, darling. Gee, ma. Thanks. Well, again, Terry, thanks so much for sharing that. What a, what a special moment. And again, I just really appreciate. I don't know what I'm going to say here. I was going to say something deeper. Cut, cut. I'm starting to lose it. Me too. Steve, we're starting to lose it. It's getting it's getting late. Save us. Salve me. <laughs> um, again, this is episode number 45. Again, this is episode number 54. <laughs> it's late night dyslexia with Stephen Pritt. <laughs> Will you do something for me, Connor? What, boss? In the years to come, will you light a candle and remember me on my birthday? I love. I will.